California Governor Gavin Newsom is in the political fight of his life tonight. The Democratic governor facing a recall vote that could see him removed from his job and replaced with a leading Republican candidate that uh, Biden likens to Trump squared. Newsom, of course, facing numerous recall efforts, but this time the Republicans actually secured the needed signatures to trigger the vote. And so he needs to get a majority vote to hold on to his job. And in the United States, recall legislation exists. So voters there have the right to change their mind and their vote if they don't think the person they elected is doing a good job. And so Newsom is the second governor in California to face recall. You might recall 2003, the state removed a Democratic governor and replaced him with Republican Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I think a lot of people here wish we had recall legislation. And on the surface, I think it sounds great. There's a lot of merit to it, but it can be rife with abuse because that would mean any group could mobilize and get rid of a candidate if they don't like him. And as long as it's yours, you know, it might not work out so well. Michael Tobe joining us, columnist for Troy Media, Looney Politics, contributor to the National Post and Washington Times, and a former speechwriter to Stephen Harper. Good to have you, sir. Hey, Alex. Good to hear from you. So Gavin Newsom has been kind of relentlessly under pressure. People are very angry at him. And, and mostly it was the COVID-19, I think, that pushed it over the, 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 the edge. People during COVID didn't like the restrictions. They felt that spending uh, was out of control and he's lost touch with the working class. Do I have that right? right. Yeah, that's basically it. Um, Gavin Newsom is a Democrat sitting in California, a state which is obviously heavily lean Democrat for decades. The last Republican to win California, if we want to go way, way back, was uh, Ronald Reagan, or uh, sorry, George H.W. Bush. So you're basically mm. looking at 1988, so, and yeah. consistently on the Democratic side. So yeah, I mean, Gavin Newsom, in normal times, if there had not been COVID-19, would likely have been safe in a Democratic-rich state. However, you're absolutely right. Because of COVID-19 and other things around it, especially the fact that people were isolated for so long and got so frustrated and businesses suffered, people suffered, much like we've had in Canada. Yeah, this recall legislation has moved forward. And it's not like he, he's faced now, um, what, uh, six or seven of these attempts to get rid of him. Correct. What needs to happen then in the vote and how long does it take? Is this one of those things where you'll see like days upon days upon days of deciding or is it... They just have to get over the, I think it's 51%, and he's done. That's correct. It's actually 50% plus one. As long as they get over half, they, they, they're they finished. However, there is a small scenario, and we don't have a lot of time to go into it, but I'll, I'll list it. If he gets in the 49s and it's on the high side, then it moves over to the second part. So bluntly, there's two questions that are asked of eligible voters in California. The first one is whether, in this case, Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, should be removed from office. Let's, for argument's sake, say that he gets 50% plus one and the state wants to remove him. If that happens, Alex, they then move to question number two. And question number two is a list of candidates who are running for the position of governor of California if Mr. Newsom loses on question one. Then from there... You have a normal vote, and whoever comes up with the most votes overall, much like Arnold Schwarzenegger did in 2003, as you correctly pointed out, will be the next governor of California. Yeah, and and Caitlyn Jenner. This is Caitlyn Jenner. She threw she threw her name in in the um, yeah. in the round for this, uh, but I, I don't think that uh, will be the result coming tomorrow. Oh. Um, but, you know, Biden has been campaigning very heavily for for Newsom because, uh, you know, he's trying to either big issues on abortion, those kinds of things. And look, California is a Democratic state, no question yeah. about it. 
uh, this could cause a lot of problems for the Biden administration. It could cause an enormous amount as well, especially when, and I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about it, the person who is actually leading on what would be question number two or the slate of candidates. And that happens right. to Larry Elder. And Larry Elder, you know, although usually listed as a conservative, and he is obviously a Republican, he's a small L libertarian. So he that's how he always has classified himself. But for argument's sake, we'll just say that he likes the Republican Party. He's registered as a Republican. He is a conservative on many different issues, uh, politically and socially, and he is very much in the camp, interestingly, of former U.S. President Donald Trump. He was actually one of his biggest supporters on places like Fox News and elsewhere. Elder is also interesting because he's a black Republican or a black libertarian, black conservative, whatever you want to say, which is also, A, a little unusual in the sense that there haven't been a lot through through the United States over the course of its history. And not someone necessarily as conservative or as libertarian-leaning as Larry Elder. That's where it gets kind of fascinating. And for people like Joe Biden, it's not going to necessarily change California into this Republican state where he just can't get anything done and he can't have any success. And the huge win that he had over Donald Trump, as we saw during the 2020 presidential election, where he was millions of votes ahead of Trump, that's not in jeopardy. But what is in jeopardy is one of the largest U.S. states could be run by a Republican who will obviously propose different ideas than Gavin Newsom has, will have a completely different agenda, will link with the Republican Party, who looks like they're going to do quite decently in the midterm elections next year, both in the House of Representatives and the Senate. And it could just throw American politics, which has been pretty volatile the past few years, into an even bigger swarm of who knows what that will come up. Yeah. Yeah, well, look, the midterms are coming, and I think Biden's probably going to be in trouble, but I feel like America never actually stops campaigning, so there's also that. But, you know, a lot of people like the notion of of recall um, legislation. On the surface, I like it. It's like if you're not doing your job, then it gives us the power to get rid of you. But it can be rife with abuse. I mean, it just takes a couple of special interest groups, really, if they don't like your candidate. You know, let's take a guy like Doug Ford, who's pretty polarizing. Um, We would see these kinds of things all the time if we had it. Yeah, and you, yeah you, uh, you stole my thunder, but it was an easy one. Doug Ford, the Premier of Ontario, would be in huge trouble if recall legislation existed in Ontario right now. I think based on the fact that there are obviously many people on the left who are frustrated with him and quite a few on the right. So yeah. he would certainly be in jeopardy. And that's the problem with it. I like recall legislation as well, Alex. And the only province in Canada <clears throat> that currently has it is British Columbia. Nobody else has it. Alberta did have it for a period of time in the 1930s, and it was Premier William Aberhart who actually faced a recall vote. He survived it, but when that happened, Alberta abolished it off the books, and that's all there's ever been. In B.C., there have been certainly more than 20 recall attempts that I'm aware of, and six of them have got to the point where they got enough signatures amassed and were able to either get ready to have a vote or force the person, as the last MLA did, that being the equivalent of our MPP in Ontario, to resign. The problem is, and you've directly said it, from a a democratic point of view or just a a way of thinking, if you're sort of looking at a type of open and transparent government, recall legislation is superb, but it can be rife with problems, and it would allow any individual or group or movement, depending on what happens, if they're frustrated with a particular political leader, to start a campaign, try to amass enough signatures, 
and some of them will succeed and could potentially throw the Canadian political process into the loop. Is that necessarily a bad thing all the time? No, but you also don't want to have it abused all the time, yeah. which unfortunately, less so in the U.S., believe it or not, which has the longest history with it, but more so in other countries that have used it, it can potentially be an enormous political problem and bring basically the government to its knees, which would be damaging yeah. to the whole system. Yeah, it can be very, very disruptive. Michael, just quickly before I let you go, sure. once tonight is done, um, can they use it again? So let, let, let's say Newsom yeah. uh, holds on to his job. Can they then get more signatures and try to do it again? Or if Mr. Elder wins, can there be another group that starts up to say, okay, we, we sent her message now, <laughs> let's get rid of this guy too? Well, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. There's no time lapse. So basically <clears> the minute Larry Elder wins, someone could start a petition right away if they can. Now, it would take them a while, Alex, to get to that point, because in California, you need a, I believe, a 12 percent threshold of the entire state. That generally mm -hmm. comes up to, depending on what the population is in a particular year, 1.5 to 1.6 million signatures. In right. this day and age, obviously, with doing things electronically, it's not going to take as long necessarily to get to that stage. But yes, it is quite possible that Larry Elder could face a recall, <laughs> a recall vote very, very quickly. And again, as I was sort of saying earlier, not to be a broken record, that's where it puts the political process into a bit of a problem if you just have these things coming up on a regular basis. And in the mm -hmm. partisan atmosphere that we know that the United States is currently in, and Canada and other countries, when it yeah. comes to politics, anything is possible. So this vote tonight, while it may be interesting, may be exciting, you, you never know. You could be reliving it very, very quickly. Stay tuned. Michael, always appreciate the uh, breakdown because I know you know your politics on both sides of the uh, border. So I appreciate you joining us. Try my best. Thank you. Michael Dobe joining us here tonight. Uh, so we will, I guess, have those results sometime in the morning when we wake up. Alex Pearson on point, and this is Global News Radio.